What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Ectoplasm Show. My name is Josh Hurd, and joining me, as always, is my partner in crime, Mr. Jason Kupsik. What is up, sir? I'm drinking coffee today rather than beer. <laughs> Did you have a rough night, pal? <laughs> it wasn't too rough. I just have um, things to do this afternoon that I can't be drinking. That ah, makes sense. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm over here sipping on water right now because I'm a hard ass like that, too, so... So don't feel bad, but I'm very, very excited for today's uh, today's episode because we have with us uh, a very special guest, Mr. Barry Fitzgerald. Barry, are you there, sir? I am indeed, guys. How are you? I hope everything's going okay. Doing great, man. Thank you, and thank you for thank you, uh, thank you for taking the time to uh, hang out with us for a little bit. That's a great pleasure. It really is. I look forward to it. Now. Uh, you know, a, a lot of us in the in the in the paranormal field or whatever have, uh, you know, what really kind of started us is we had a a personal experience or anything like that. Are are you very similar in that nature in that respect? <laughs> very much so. Um, and, and and you're right. I, th- I think a lot a lot of people do end up having a, a personal experience that possibly they can't explain. And for for me, growing up. Um, probably around the age of five, I got to see my first operation um, wow. in the house that that I grew up in. And uh, at the time, I had no idea um, what exactly it was that I was looking at. Um, needless to say, with it being um, Christmas, uh, it was Christmas Eve, in fact, and I had thought <sighs> at five years of age, I have just been caught by Santa. Um, <laughs> and uh, so I immediately fled back to the bedroom and, uh, and that was that. But uh, years later, um, my parents confided um, in us. And whenever I say years later, it must have been, it must have been 20 years later. Um, and uh, they said that they had really weird experiences in that house. Um, and they always, they always kept it quiet away from the children. Um, but uh, of course, at one stage, <laughs> um, the children were starting to see it as well. Sure. But uh, again, we didn't really know what it was, so it never never passed any heat to it. You know, what an interesting story, too, to uh, to have a an experience like that at such a young age. Did it sway, uh, begin to sway your, your general thinking? You know, at such a young age, you know, society hasn't necessarily taught you how to think yet. You know? Yeah, no, not, not, not so much at, at five years of age, but I definitely think my father was, was, was definitely key. In, in that because I, I think it was a way to get us to shut the hell up um, he would have set us down <laughs> in front of the colour television um, to watch Doctor Who and and, right. uh, and, and and Star Trek and of course that's that spawned my curiosity along with everything else um, as to who, why, what and when and uh, and I definitely think I've, I've got a lot that I can I can thank my father for um, in that in that aspect, but uh, lear- learning, of course, at, at school, learning to read and everything else. Um, there was a there was a a singer um, that that his show over here was called Doctor Hook, uh, or sorry, uh, yes, Doctor Hook. And learning learning to read, I would have scanned the newspapers looking for signs of Doctor Who um, just to confuse it with with Doctor Hook. And you can imagine the hatred that was that was spawned for right. Doctor Hook when I sat down expecting Doctor Who to come on, right. and the frustration in it as in, in, in a young child. Um, and I, I'm all I can say is thank 
thank God I never met the man. <laughs> <laughs> that is great stuff. Now, um, one thing, you know, Jason and I here are very big admirers of you um, and your work. Um, and I think it's 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 your approach, honestly, um, Barry, because you you have a, an urge, it seems like, for absolutely no BS. You really get down to the facts and you dig for that information. Um, would you attribute that to we, your we father as to, well? Um, um, we, we have to do that. Sure. Um, I, I think I think to be serious about it and understand it, um, we, we have to dig deep. I think for... Or if if we if we're just in for 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 a good time, um, sure, you know why not why not join ninety five percent of of the other folks who are out there doing it um, and having a bit of a bit of a laugh with it and everything else. But um, my my um, take on it is 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 much more serious and uh, and has spanned um, over two decades. So Absolutely. you know it's it's uh, it's something which. Which, which is really it, it drives me every day, um, and I can see I can see even from from the GHI where we where we stayed pretty much to to ghosts and everything else. Um, we were you know we really wanted to to push that envelope back to back to the to the the production team and say look, supernatural realm is much more than this, um, and uh, it was something you know to, to have to try and push and and, and expand. Our appreciation of of that that field, I think, would have been would have been fantastic. But we were we were railroaded into the into the ghost, and that that was it. That's where we had to stay, unfortunately. Sure, but I know, like for a fact, there is so much more out there. Um, and to bring up, you know, uh, kind of a new project that you have going on here with the the Legend Seekers. Would you like to explain a little bit of that to us? Sure, Legend Seekers itself um, is it's. For us, what we were seeing back in in Ireland um, is our youth um, and, uh, and and those following behind have have lost touch with. I suppose if if, if you want to, if you want to give it a phrase, it's that they've lost touch with, um, with or the ability to hear the song of the land, and and this this is something which is which is perturbing the uh, the the. I suppose the, the older generations um, with that, that still remain on the island, um, and we wanted to inspire our, our children from behind the playstations, from from behind the the, the Xboxes, sure. and get back into the countryside and understand. Look, folks, um, although you were told stories of this and that, um, and when we may we may frown upon it now, and, and with with the, with the development of the electric light and everything else. Um, it doesn't mean that those particular things, those legends that may have existed back a um, hundred, fifty, hundred, two hundred years ago, or or further, um, didn't exist. Um, it's you know, it's it's a challenge to to our youth to to revitalize these ancient legends and some not so ancient, um, and understand that there are, there are elements to these legends that still exist, um, and and for those who dare. Um, and uh, to go back into those locations and challenge those, um, it really does expand one's one's paradigm, I suppose, sure. um, and uh, and and really challenge them to realize, holy shit, there's more uh, yeah. to this world than 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 the four walls and a computer and screen. <laughs> um, 
so uh, it's it really is it's a passion of ours now to 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 really drive these these stories and and, and collect them um, and, uh, and and venture into these areas and spend the time um, looking into the history and some of the history is exceptionally confrontational um, and controversial um, and uh, and but you know what it has been a, a fantastic journey for us it has been a life changer for me um, and I have to say that in the the, the several years that I've been doing Legend Seekers with, with my uh, uh, co-author, Cormac Strain, I have experienced more in those two years than I have in several decades wow. of just simply paranormal investigating, just looking for the whole ghost aspect. Um, and it even reached a point where I... I I sat down. I sat down the law that if that never happens again, <laughs> I'm finished. I'm retired. I don't want to face that again. And um, so, you know, there have been things out there that have challenged me right to the very edge. Sure. Um, it's been an amazing experience. It is interesting stuff. Now, as far as you know, the legend seekers and things of that nature. Um, you know, are there any specific uh, stories that you could that you could tell us there? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the, uh, the the first book um, was released and um, just volume one, and in it there was a there was a story um, called uh, the Island of the Dead, and uh, th- this was a place that I think we completely underestimated. Sure, because you know go- going into this, guys, and you're probably aware anyway that uh, going into this, you're you're told these are great fantastic amazing stories and um, which by the time you get there it's like a deflated balloon yeah. um and uh, there, there really is nothing yeah. but this place this place lived up to its reputation and uh, initially you see what what had happened here is that this was a place that was known to uh, became known as St. Patrick's Purgatory now, St. Patrick was the patron saint of Ireland who arrived around the 3rd uh, or 5th century um, AD and brought Christianity to the island. Um, truth be told, Christianity was already on the island, um, but he was here for a different purpose. That's what we're, what we're really starting to see. But this, this place, this island, um, was very, very difficult to get to. And right up in through the middle uh, medieval period, people were coming to this island to be challenged to the point of death. Wow. Spiritually and physically. You entered this place and you went to an underworld and you were challenged to the point of death. Um, and uh, what, what happened then is that everything seemed to disappear for a while. Um, and lo and behold, it opened up again and like a new theme park. And, uh, and here we are. The, the, the new church has got has got this new theme park and it's working wonderfully well and right up to the present day even today you can still go to the uh, the theme park island um as long as you've got a credit card um oh. and, uh, and 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 let them take the 80 the 80 euro it costs and walk and, and be taken across the island and walk for two days in circles and to the point of starvation um all in penance and uh, this this was all great and everything else. However, truth of the matter is, the second island is a fake. Really, the first island, the first island was shut down by order of the Pope, um, and uh, it was later reopened, but it was opened on a second island. 
it was all deconstructed and duplicated on the second island, the Safer Island. Now, you see, this this first island, when you arrive on it, even the medieval maps that we had um, at our disposal, and by the way, um, the church itself still says there's nothing on that island. You still won't find anything. Um, but we took the, the, the old maps and we found exactly what was described on the old maps on that island that there was meant to be nothing on, including the pits. Wow. The pits where you would be challenged. Oh now, my goodness. this island was split in two. Back in the medieval period, it was known that uh, that on one half of the island, it was known as for, for the angels, the positive side. It was very, very lush. Um... And and and, uh, and, and um, all the buildings and everything were on that side, so it, it was grand. But on the other side, the opposing side, it was very rough. Sure. Um, and uh, the line today is still very distinct. Um, you can you can walk into it. The fern, the wild fern, and, and many times will go over your head, um, in the lush part. But you can step outside that, and the line is still there. Wow. And in that line, once you cross over into the, I, I like to call it the Badlands, when you cross over into the Badlands, that is the place known for having the bad spirits. Oh my gosh. And this is the place where you slept, you, you slept during during the night and you were challenged and everything else. And of course we went there, we completely underestimated what we were, what we were doing, found everything that was on the map, except for the cave. We couldn't find the cave, and it, it troubled me for some time that, that we couldn't find the cave. And I was standing on top of a pile of stone, wondering where on earth the cave was, and um, because uh, you know the, the, the church had uh, had deconstructed everything, destroyed everything, sure, um, covering their tracks. And uh, lo and behold, I just it just clicked with me. I was standing on a passage chamber. Now, a passage chamber in itself, guys, is something that was built by the Irish ancestors, by our our ancestors. Um, you're, you're looking at five and a half thousand, six and a half thousand years ago. Wow. Um, and wow. a passage chamber in itself is, is you, you will bow down as you enter this passage chamber. And, and here's a, a play on words. Passage chamber, passageway to where exactly? Right. All these passage chambers around Ireland have been tuned to a particular frequency. Now I'm going to come back to that. Okay. Um, and uh, when when you look at the passage chamber, the design of the passage chamber from a bird's eye view, it creates what we know as the cross, as the as the the Celtic cross. This cross that that St Patrick gave to us in the third century. Now we now I I say uh, bullshit to that. Um, because this symbol has been with the the Irish for for thousands of years, sure. Um, but it was very very important. Now, when we spent the night on the island, it was myself, Carmick, and my four legged companion Max. Um, he uh, he goes everywhere with us. Very nice. And uh, even even that night, he was regretting coming to the island. Wow. And. Carmichael was in one tent, I was in another tent. The only places that we could stay on the island were within the pits. The circles themselves, the 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 uh, the plant life didn't grow. It didn't flourish wow. within the pits. Even after all that time, yeah. the pits still remained short. 
or the, 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 uh, the uh, shrubbery still remained short. Um, so we pitched the tents up there and everything was great. Now, I am an avid, an avid stargazer. Love the, the, the night sky and the curiosities that it brings and everything else. Mm-hmm. But that night, that night I stayed in the tent. I had no wish to go out. And I didn't know why. But what happened then is that, and all I can all I can call it, was was this? It was almost like a type of vision that was given, um, and the experience was absolutely horrendous. Um, I have to say that the intensity of this was completely unexpected, um, and what I got to see was what was behind the door. Wow. Because up until that point, I wasn't even quite sure there was a door. Um, but when I got to see it, I seen the, the ruined church and I stepped into the church and there was there was this pit, this doorway to another place. Within the doorway, um, I could hear... I could hear um, the, the hissing of serpents. Oh, my God. Now, Ireland doesn't have serpents. Um, even this... this completely bullshit story of St. Patrick coming to Ireland and getting rid of the serpents that never happened Right. physically there were no serpents on this island but behind the doorway the doorway that the ancients had set up huh. there were serpents now that leads itself to to a, a completely other area that, that, that I won't go into now um, but needless to say serpent worship was very very prevalent Sure. Uh, during this particular time period um, but you got to understand as well, with serpent worship, um, there were there were there was a, a type of duality with serpent worship in that you got all this great wisdom that was given to you to, to the person who who challenged himself and went to these places. And these places were very hard to reach. Sure. But the price of dealing with the serpent came very heavily. And that's where we, we started to see this unusual breakdown start to occur. Um, and uh, But in, in fairness, serpent worship never really went away. Um, and even in the modern context, we still see aspects of that ancient worship still around us today, even within our modern cities. We still have aspects of that. Sure. Um, but what, what had happened back back then when the Pope shut the place down what he did was remove the ability of the normal person to get access to that other place wow that became the property of the church now that place was shut down mm-hmm. um, and nine years later the new citadel started to be built in Rome nine years later in the shape passage chamber oh wow now and in Rome today you can still see that now um, what's important about the passage chamber the, the important part to understand with the passage chamber is that every passage chamber in Ireland resonates and has been tuned to resonate by Neolithic man how the hell he did it I have no idea to resonate at 110 hertz oh 110 gosh. hertz is the only frequency that will shut down the left-hand hemisphere of the brain, your communicative, cognitive, um, reasoning center of the left, and open up your instinctual right-hand side, the seat of your feminine, the seat of your instinct. Now, 
whenever you look back at uh, at the Bible itself, because the early Bible certainly was uh, written by the help of the the Celtic Christians, we shall call them. Absolutely. Um, the Celtic Christians were formerly Druids. Um, so the secrets of that ancient Ireland was being kept and um, was being written down within the manuscripts. And some of those um, old manuscripts go, you know, there's one particular manuscript here um, which I've been examining, which goes back to the second century um, and describes the nine planets. How on earth did they know that there were nine planets? Exactly. Um, and I must point out, we're still debating where the hell is their ninth planet. We know it's out there, but we're just trying, of course, trying to find where the hell it is. Right. But the ninth planet to the ancient Irish was called Maeve. And Maeve was the mother of the Bright Ones. Oh. Now, who the hell are the Bright Ones? Right. So this brings us. This starts to, to 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 bring us through into into the area of ufology and folklore and everything else, because uh, um, the the original, what when we look at at the the, the legends and, and and folklore of Ireland, what we tend to find is that the the first ones, the the, the Fomorians, uh, they came. Fomore means from the ocean. Um, and uh, so these first ones then started to migrate from Fomorian um, and migrated through the storytelling and everything else into the she. Um, the she, of course, are the shining ones, the, 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 these beings that glow. And they migrated again into ufology, um, where we find a similar being called the Nordics within, within that particular um, genre. And the Nordics, of course, these tall creatures uh, are beings that, that, that have um, almost translucent skin um, and, uh, and present this unusual glowing light. But also, um, thanks to the work of remote viewers um, in uh, the US and England, um, discovered that they also have the ability to change their appearance um, into this reptile aspect, which, again, has a common thread, right? Down through our ancient history, even right down into Ireland here, where we where we had that that serpent worship. That's very interesting. Um, and uh, sorry, I didn't mean to interject. Go ahead and finish your thought, and then I have a question. Today, uh, of course, as I said, uh, we we still have that that aspect still very much there, um, because when you look at the in, in etymology at, at the 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 use of ob. As in, uh, as in obelisk, ob is serpent, um, and obelisk is um, uh, at, at its tower of the serpent. Wow! Um, and wow. if you look at our major cities, Washington D.C., exactly. Paris, um, it, right down into into uh, into Egypt, you have obelisks everywhere, towers of serpents, really. Um, and uh, it's a lot of stuff has been hidden here in plain sight that we're now starting to. Understand and, and redevelop, and especially from the from this frequency standpoint, we're now understanding the frequency and 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 how that became the starter button to open the doorway to that other place. And it's right in front of our face the entire time. It was right in front of our face. Wow, yeah. that is amazing um, stuff. Sorry, go ahead, Jason. So, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I want to touch back on the uh, the locations. Um, you said there were nine that you know of in Ireland? 
It's all that's all on one island. A one on well, all on one island. Yep. Uh-huh. You don't have um, to go too far. <laughs> have you looked into other locations around the planet? Do you think that these locations are like um, Stonehenge or the pyramids or the pyramids in Mexico? That maybe they're all for the same purpose. You do have a lot um, around the world which are which are which are connected, and this is something that we tend to find again within our folklore. Um, although although um, a lot of people here would have never met the the uh, Aborigine from from uh, Australia, the folklore that they share is very very similar, and plus you know our folklore is very very similar. To, to natives in Peru. Um, so we're, we not only do we share folklore and common, common experiences, but we also have that element of the, that, that, uh, that serpentine um, worship around the world, which, which, which really unites us um, in this whole affair. Wow. I was actually, and, and, I, and I might add, I might add, Jason, that uh, yeah. that yes, there are other doorways in other parts of the world. I was actually having a conversation about this very thing last night with a friend of mine around the campfire, and I want to go out in the U.S. here and start looking for some of these locations here. Um, and we spoke about that these may be pathways for. Uh, like digital mental pathways from one ancient location to the next so they can communicate over the planet as well as off planet but um, I read something and it it intrigued me and I want your take on it that it's through the sound of drums or humming or some other harmonics that these ancient tribes were able to sew this weave and lock it into certain places on the planet and those are still there but they're hard to tap into because we don't have those ancient traditions that's correct yes those ancient ancient traditions have been have been uh, um, beaten out of us and and I I, I, I have to say that uh, for us uh, on the island here it is very much that that uh, 110 harmonic um, resonance, which which creates this particular um, th- th- this doorway to open. Now, what we what we find is that you see within the, within again looking down at a bird's eye view of, of the passage chamber, you have the the center cylinder conical building, um, um, right right in the middle in the middle of, of, of this stone structure, and on the top three points, the like you would see in the cross, there are little. Um, outlets that that the what we are proposing is that the the meal there were three meal people that were put into this and they ch- they chanted now they were using a technique because 110 hertz is very very low but um, they were using a technique which which is very very similar to to the the Mongolian tribes over to the east um, where they sing from the chest not through the throat. Um, and that creates that deeper, that deeper frequency, which would allow them to do this. Now, on our stone structures, we have these things that are called spirals, and you have a spiral in and you have a spiral out. That is that in itself is it's almost like like uh, physics, the rule of thumb. Um, you have the spiral going up, um, and the spiral going down. You have the male and the female, 
and uh, these these spirals are carved into our stone um, from way back but when you put sand onto a vibrating plate and vibrate it at 110 hertz it creates spirals though they were leaving us the frequency on the side of the chamber for whoever was going to figure this out later down the line um, and again the, the whole frequency thing was, was key to it. Now, there, there are different aspects. There are some folks um, that like using using drugs like ayahuasca and things like that, um, um, very heavy, um, 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 I suppose, um, hallucinogenic drugs um, to help them and aid them in this process like down in the, in, the, uh, in the Amazon and things like that. But I assure you, you don't need that here. Um, wow. And uh, it's a very, very different thing. In fact, I ended up going there, not even wanting to go there. Um, and uh, when we st- when we stayed the night on that island, um, it was an experience. As I say, it was exceptionally frightening, um, and an experience I certainly wouldn't relish again. Yeah, no chance. Um, Is that the location that you won't take people to, or tell them how to get there? I heard you speak on a location that you will not reveal how to get there. At least at that time, you wouldn't. Uh, no, that's that's another location, um, and that that in itself is a reflection on on an entity within the land itself. Um, and what I can do is, is is talk about that later if if you're interested. In yeah, it. absolutely. We'll get but to it, that later. It's, it's exceptionally dangerous, and that's that's why we won't we won't tell people where it is, um, because the island of the dead. Um, and the other stories that we speak about within uh, within Legend Seekers Volume One, we give the GPS coordinates. We tell people, okay, this is if you're going to go there, you stay in this hotel, you need this boat, you hire it from this person, um, and who you need to contact to get to that property and everything else. Amazing. Um, but, uh, this other location, this is this is the one where we said no, yeah. no one should come to this place. I think it's really amazing that you uh, are giving these GPS coordinates and uh, literally step-by-step directions on how to do these things. Um, Like you said, you know, getting back to kind of what we started, you know, to get people off the couch, um, away from the television sets and uh, out there exploring, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Get them them back out there and let them hear that song because we've we've become so detached. And... And, and this is the thing, you know, for the for the doorway to operate, we needed to access that right hand part of the brain, that right hand hemisphere. But modern living serves to lock us in the left hand hemisphere. Yes. Um, use of technology and everything else um, is the left. Um, everything, everything in the modern world serves to store us and keep us in the left, and continually is is doing that. Um, and the more technology develops, the more it is locking us into that left-hand side. Um, and uh, we are losing touch with not only the Earth itself, but each other. And yeah. that, that's, a, that's a worrying aspect. I would totally agree with that. We are becoming detached. I mean, mm-hmm. and it's, it's been a slow process or whatever, but I mean, even over the past two decades, just look. I mean, it's a little yeah. ridiculous now. Uh-huh. 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 Very much is. Wow. Now, Jason, do you have a, another question there? Um, I would like to move on to the missing 411. Absolutely. I heard you speak a little bit on that, and I'd like to hear, do you have 
most of those books focus on the United States. Yes. But do you have the same sort of phenomena there in Europe as a whole? Oh, we absolutely do. Yes. Um, the problem is getting access to the to the, the paperwork. Sure. Um, and uh, and that has always served to be a problem. But um, David, David Polides um, has done a fantastic job within the United States and Canada um, in, uh, in, in his work there through the, the 401, missing 411 books. And however, um, those particular types of stories are not new to us here on the island um, because what, what we have are, are stories of, of people who would be walking down the road um, and then suddenly just disappear. And that's wow. it. They're gone. Um, and many of them never come back. And the ones who do come back are never quite the same. They're, 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 they usually don't live that long after they do come back. Um, and there are various different stories, but there's always been, there, there is a phenomenon within, within the, the, the she that is, is known as the stray sod. Um, and this this phenomenon is when you walk you're walking across this particular piece of ground and all of a sudden you hit it and you completely shut down you don't know how you got whenever you come back through it again and, and you, you you're revived you don't know how you got from point a to point b you don't know what happened maybe maybe several hours has gone missing to several weeks has wow. gone missing people were wondering where the hell you were um and uh, but again, if if you compare this to the to the the UFO phenomenon, it fits very snugly into that as well. Absolutely. Um, and not only not only does do we find the missing time, the the experiments that went on with people, um, the, the the stealing of children, um, the people who disappear, um, many who don't come back. Um, all of this has been going on, which, which of course has been finding itself into, into ufology as well. Um, but we also find cattle mutilation is also something that happened back um, in, in the day. We're looking at 100, 200, 300, 400, 500 years ago. This is not something that started within the United States in the 1956 or, or whenever right. the, the dates were. This is something that has continued to happen, but we very rarely talk about um, and in fact, um, even in Ireland today, I was speaking to, to two wonderful guys um, down in Dublin. One of them, one of them took a, a time out to, to speak to me candidly about about it because I had stumbled across a a, cat, a, a cow um, in a field here on my um, expeditions, and it, it showed the signs of the mutilation. So I took a photograph and I sent it off to the guys in Dublin, and they had a look. And uh, Carl. Um, um, was chatting to me and I said Carl I thought because we went through a spate of cattle mutilation you see in 1993 um, along the, the Northern Ireland border and it all disappeared and died out and I assumed that was it over you know that, that was it gone and Carl said to me Barry that's not quite right um, because we've got 500 on our books 500 cows that have been mutilated and I thought to myself well you know in 20 years 500 cows all around Ireland you know that, that's a pretty that's a pretty big number but yes. you know it, it's 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 feasible it's, it's something that I can accept and he said no Barry not in Ireland that's 501 farm in 20 oh, years wow 
That's wow. still going on, and yet we're not talking about it. What the hell is going on here? I was going to say, why, why isn't it being brought up? Do you think it's hidden from us by oh, fact, the powers that be? You know, we're, seeing, we're seeing this in England a lot, that, that uh, there, there's a huge big cover-up there um, in this mutilation going on. And there'll be specialists there to say, oh, it's this, it's that. Um, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's natural that, uh, that a cow, when it gets sick, it falls down and, uh, and it gets eaten by predators. Um, well, we have two predators. You know, the biggest predators that we have is going to be a, a fox and uh, and, uh, and, and and a badger. Sure. Um, I don't think most they, of they those. Certainly don't, they certainly don't give that precision cut no. around the um, and, and removal of the section to <laughs> organs or anything like that. Um, not that I've seen. I've never seen one with a scalpel. I doubt um, they have proficiency <laughs> with lasers either. Yeah. <laughs> they could have um, those laser-eyed foxes, um, <laughs> but uh, it's it's very very it's very very hard to explain. But it you know even even setting aside the 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 cattle in Wales, for instance, that the, I'm aware of a, of a farm down there on the Welsh border, where he lost the entire flock of sheep in one night. Oh my the, gosh. The, the 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 neck and and the skin around the face. Of all the flock of sheep were ripped off. There was nothing left except the bodies, oh the bones. Uh, uh, you know, the the the, uh, the neck bone and, and the skull was still there, but there, there was no flesh. Um, and the, these are the things that have been continuing to happen. And, and it's all you know. Today, within the modern age, it's known as oh, that falls into ufology. It's it's mutilation and everything else. But that's not quite true. When we go back and look at at our folklore, at our legends we find the footprint of this phenomenon again. And this is this is the big thing that we need to understand. The outer mask, the way we perceive these things, will change over time. And it has done over the past 50 years even. The image has changed. But the phenomenon in which they interact remains the same. Yeah. If you follow it by phenomenon, you can start to track it. Well, yeah, because this all hints at a lot of other things as well. Well, it has characteristics of like fey folk um, and all kinds of other phenomenon. They all have a lot of similarities in um, what happens when you encounter any number of these things. Yes, yes, yes. Now, yeah. I do want to touch on one other thing before we get off of the uh, um, the powers that be our audience loves a good conspiracy and i did hear you mention in another radio show that somebody offered you money to stop what you were doing oh my gosh <laughs> yes wow it was indeed um and it, well it was it was more or less just put to me um look there's a lot of money um can be made if you if you tow the line <laughs> and uh, needless to say, I'm still poor. <laughs> I never took the money, but I love a good story, um, and uh, and and that's what I stayed true for because this is my life, you know. Sure. Um, and, and 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 understanding the ancient folklore and and the, the supernatural and everything else, this is my life. Um, and uh, although the money would have been great, I would have been living a lie. Yeah. Um and that that is not that would not have been helpful to my soul whatsoever. Um so yeah, I, I, I chose to uh 
to ignore the buy-off and uh, continue my work. Doesn't that make you feel like you're <laughs> you're close to something, though? Oh, I'm, I'm definitely I'm definitely close to something. Yeah, um, I, I can I can remember um, there was there was a, a, a scientist guy at, at the house here. He's, he's he does fantastic work um, in the next county, and he has these uh, wonderful cameras that can track um, aerial phenomena. And he's he's actually got a theory in place in which he is able to predict within twenty minutes of when one of these things are going to appear. Wow. Um, and I seen some of this footage in which um, it was recorded over um, one of the lakes here. Um, it was at, at an altitude of eleven thousand feet. This triangle appeared, and it was ninety three feet across. And there is no there is no. Um, oh well it maybe looks like a triangle or it, it could be something else it's not clear this is a bloody triangle wow. um, and it appeared at 11,000 feet to his calculations wow um, and, uh, and he, he's doing he's doing fantastic work but it's very very infuriating when you have this that these these creatures I suppose um, tagging you along with a, with a piece of carrot yes. um, because yeah, okay, you, you got people out there, you're looking, um, and all of a sudden they appear. There you go, um, and, uh, and, and they, 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 they feck off again. Um, what annoys me greatly is that we're not learning anything from this. Right. If they want to tell us something, damn well come down and tell us. Yeah. What the hell is it they want? Um, and stop beating about the bush. <laughs> and when, when this guy left... Um, I just happened to step outside and uh, and uh, the dog needed to, to go to the bathroom. And where I live, I'm out in the country and a beautiful starry night and I stepped out into the darkness and all of a sudden, flash! Um, in the distant sky, there was this, this object flashed and I looked at it and I thought to myself, did I just see that? <laughs> Again, just slightly over from it, flash! Again, it happened. Well, the only thing I could do was just say, will you feck off or come down here and tell me what the hell it is you want? Yep. <laughs> Needless to say, they never came down. Um, and I never seen this. <laughs> They're gone. So um, I won't take any of their shit. <laughs> you know, it's interesting, though, that you bring this up. There, I, I usually find two camps of people out there. Um, the the people out there that that are thinking that these uh, intelligent beings from other galaxies or what have you um, are here uh, to uh, you know spread kindness and light and information, and then I have another camp of people over here which I actually belong to where it just scares the shit out of us, and I I yeah. don't know why it I'm so terrified of these beings. In your opinion, though, do we have anything to be scared of? Look at the records. Exactly my point. <laughs> you're you're bloody right. We have got something to be frightened this about. This is my point. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, and, and this is the thing. It, it refers back onto our perception, the story that we're being that we're being sold through through media and everything else. Um, and uh, th- this is something we really need to understand the the idea of of the she, um, or, or what they're known as in the, in, in the modern sense is is, is fairy. Now, fairy in itself. Whenever I say fairy, I don't mean, I don't mean like a Disney, right. Tinkerbell, right. rubbish. Um, because fairy in itself, fairy is a bastardization of a term. Fairy is derived from fairy. 
oh. which means strange state of trance. Yeah. There you have your first clue. Yeah. Uh, so calling them fairy is, is is not quite right. It's like it's like calling it's like calling the king of of Egypt Pharaoh. That that's not right. right. Um, that was the office that he 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 said, and that would be like calling Obama the White House. Yeah. Um, it, 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 you know, it, it doesn't make any sense. Right. But uh, the in 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 the the, the early days. You know, the whole thing the whole thing changed around we needed to understand what was going on and the history is there we can see that when when they were being worshipped back in the day we worshipped them at a distance we understood they were there we left them offerings and everything else and we got the hell out Yeah. we never brought them back to our homes and nowadays what have you got you've got these little statues that are being dedicated to them left right and center they're in the kids bedroom they're exactly. in they're in their gardens everything else we're inviting them in our ancestors would have a mental breakdown <laughs> at the idea of inviting these things back into our home even even the, the this whole new craze today of of angels yes angel in itself is derived from latin it means messenger they came they give a message and they got the hell out they didn't live with us every other feckin' day Right. This, this this is a wrong concept. And wings. Angels never had wings until the seventeenth century because we give them wings in our in our artistry. Yep. So where the hell is all this coming from? What are we communicating with? That is the big thing. And and even in, even in, and, and I'm certainly not a religious person, but even in the big book itself, the Bible, it says, "Test the spirit that it is of God." Yes. And we no longer do that. And that leads to problems. I would totally agree with that. I think a lot, you know, now, nowadays, and, you know, you definitely know this uh, more so than anyone. um, The paranormal community, the field itself, has been thrust into the mainstream at a very rapid pace. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's, it's more or less, you know, the thing to do. Let's go out. Let's get yeah. scared for an evening or what have you, or a weekend, and let's go about our, our day-to-day lives. Then Burn a building there. down. Yeah, right? I mean, um, does that concern you in any way? Oh, absolutely, because, you know, there, there, there are certain folks out there who will, who will condemn the use of a, of a Ouija board um, in, uh, in an investigation. Um, they'll say, no, you can't do that, that's all wrong, that's evil and everything else. Right. Without understanding that when they lift even the smallest of things like a voice recorder, and they have that intention there. Exactly. The intention is the big thing here. It's the key. You lift a voice recorder and you say, is there anyone there? You have just opened the bloody door. I would totally agree with that. That in itself... The intention is still there with a Ouija board. It's just magnified by four because you've got four people now magnifying that intention within the board. But very rarely do we see people closing that door whenever they leave. Right. It's very, uh, I don't know. It's almost frightening when you think about it. You know, people can get themselves into some serious shit here (laughs) without even realizing and you know there's there's an insidiousness that when you get the wrong thing there's an insidiousness that can filter into a group and eat it from the inside out 
Yes. And uh, and this this darkness is now spreading to every part of, of our existence, even within our churches. Um, it's it's breaking everything down, um, and uh, it's something that we need to be very very aware of and know how to spot it um, and how to deal with it. Yeah. Um, that that's the thing because we live in a society now where everything has to be it has to be here it has to be now I want it right now yes um, and uh, that unfortunately doesn't work with the world of the supernatural you need to have patience and uh, we don't have patience anymore and we <laughs> accept the first thing that comes along how do you protect yourself when you go out and or you don't even have to go out to look for anything quote unquote paranormal but how do you have a way that you protect yourself there are different there are different ways and people would ask you know well, well you know what, what do you do because you know that, that that could work for me but that that's not true um yeah. really you need you need to take the time and find what works for you um and uh, and i certainly have found mine but by no means would i recommend it to to the normal person on the street sure um because his would be completely different um, and uh, so you gotta find what works for you, and and, and that's it. And but my biggest, the, the the biggest thing that I would that I would recommend is understand that no matter what piece of equipment you have, what wonderful what wonderful square box you have with wonderful flashing lights and everything else, <laughs> the best piece of equipment that you have is yourself. I love to hear people Above say that. You gotta understand that they spent billions and billions of dollars at airports and docks and everything else for homeland security to detect the to detect um, problem subjects as they came through into the country yeah but do you know that the best success rate that they have in homeland security is through instinct exactly not the equipment not the billions of dollars they spend the greatest success rate they have is with intuition this guy doesn't feel right. This there's something about this guy that doesn't fit. That that is what we need to work with. That is the that instinct, that that intuition. That's what we need to understand and understand that what we eat and what we drink today is damaging to us and our instinct. Sure. If we if we meet up, I know that there's there's, there's groups out there that will meet up in, in fast food restaurants before they go to an investigation they'll have something to eat and they'll have, they'll have a, maybe a, a, a large quart of, of, a, of soda drink refined sugar shuts down your fight or flight oh, wow. the seat of your instinct fly, uh, uh, rests in your fight or flight wow. now understanding that the bloody food that we eat and drink can inhibit your ability to work successfully in an environment in which you need every sense active and operating at its peak. We're walking into situations blind. Yeah, very much so. Wow. That's freaking crazy because yeah, I know people that do that right now. <laughs> let's go let's go meet up at a McDonald's restaurant or what have you and uh, and then we'll go investigate. Yeah, it, it, it is it is very very damaging and uh, and um, high high fructose uh, corn syrup as well is another one which which is very very detrimental to uh, to your immune system and everything else and your immune system is your first line of defense and um, so understanding all of this is 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 key 
to to uh, really making it work for people. Wow. Now I got to tell you, Barry. Um, I think it was a week and a half ago. A week and a half ago, we talked to uh, a good pal of yours, uh, Dustin Perry. Dustin, he's a great guy. <laughs> he, we had a blast with him. He was so much fun, and he. We told him that uh, we mentioned that you were going to be coming on the show as well, and he yeah. um, apparently wanted to uh, jab you in the ribs a little bit, and for us to ask you a question. Um, he he wanted us to know: Is it true that uh, when you get excited? about uh, something, a piece of evidence or, or an uh, experience that you say, I'd be sure. <laughs> and, he, and he was like, I swear to God, he says it like that. He says, I'd be sure. You know, I'm going to have to watch out for that the next time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Damn you, Dustin. Damn right? You. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. He was a lot of fun to have on the show, though. But, yeah, he wanted us to. He's a good kid. And, and you know what? Um, I have I have a great amount of respect for Dustin because um, it was when we were out on the road. It is it is it is tough, and, sure. and Dustin is 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 a a real family man. And to see him going under the stresses that that he went under because he missed his family, um, sure. and uh, and I, I understood I understood his his pain completely. Um, but uh, I never seen a person so dedicated to his wife and kids. It was it was it was a real a real joy to see it, and 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 and, and, uh, and he was a great guy to be around. Yeah, Dustin truly is uh, like a point of light in this negative world. I mean, sure, the even in everyday life, it's so easy to give in to the negative, and a lot of people in our field do that as well and Dustin is definitely above that a point to strive to be like mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he's a definitely good kid and uh, we had many 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 fun times uh, <laughs> the road. well it certainly seemed like you and the rest of the, the GHI team had a great time I know I, uh, I spent some time uh, chatting with uh, Joe Chin oh, Joe uh, oh my god and he and he he was telling me some of the coolest stories, you know, that you guys have, uh, you know, encountered together. And it just sounded like, you know, you guys are just a giant family together, is what it uh-huh. came across as. So, yeah, and and you know, I was I was always one that I never missed an opportunity. Um, we were traveling to another country, and I wanted to see it, and I never missed an opportunity when when we got the chance to go and explore. Sure, and it got to a stage where the guys. Um, they knew that I was up to something, but because of insurance and things they got, um, and health and safety, um, we were we were never allowed to do things. So I stopped telling people what I was going to do, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and eventually off we went. So one one day in uh, I, I think it was Nicaragua, um, we uh, I, I organized a, a trip up to a, a live volcano. Um, and uh, I, ne- I never told Joe just how tall the volcano was, <laughs> um, but by the time he got to the top, dragging this this um, board behind him, he was ready to murder me. <laughs> um, and we sandboarded down the outside of the volcano, oh. um, and uh, it was such a wonderful experience. Um, uh, granted, I nearly fell to my death trying to get a, a stone from inside the crater for, oh, wow. for my niece. So that I could tell her, see what, see what your uncle got you. Yeah. Um, 
but it, it nearly cost me my life to get that one. My but God. Uh, it was a, a great, great experience. And we did have many, many fun times. Uh, I, uh, it's fantastic. Wow. I, I know what you're talking about um, being on top of a volcano. It's different than anywhere else you can go. I had the, um, the chance to hike Haleakala on Maui in Hawaii. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I spent eight hours by myself hiking through the crater. And that's not an active volcano, but it was another world, an experience that I don't think I'll ever be able to duplicate. It is amazing. Yeah, it, it really is a, diff- it's a different place. And the, certainly the volcano that we were on, it was I was so surprised at the heat that was coming through the, the, the crater walls. Um, I, I never expected that. That is very impressive stuff. There's actually a point on on Maui that I just read about that is under one of the lava beds. Somebody found a stairwell that goes down to an old chamber. And I'm oh, yes. looking into this as one of possibly these connecting locations. Yeah, yeah. Um, certainly, um, Arthur, not Arthur, um, John A. Keel. Um, he wrote about about this phenomenon as well in his books, God Rest His Soul, and uh, he had he had mentioned that uh, that the islands in the Pacific, there would be various different islands where roads would lead into the water, and go nowhere, um, because you know obviously the the, the 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 sea had risen, but these roads would travel under the Pacific, and come up in other island chains, hundreds if not thousands of miles away. And I think that's also what was happening in uh, in Hawaii and, and and those islands. Though, in, in fairness, those islands are still growing. Um, so we need to look at the time period and everything else when when that was likely to happen. Um, so and I, we could probably establish that at least give us a ballpark figure if we understand when the lava had uh, had flowed across that that stairwell, and we could establish when when you know and give us a ballpark and work back from that of when they were built yeah though i do know that the last time that maui erupted was in it was a small eruption it was 1700s but um i don't know where that flow is i haven't looked that far enough in yet yeah Uh, but yeah there he this guy also talked about it. Maybe the same guy. I don't have my notes in front of me, but he talked about a road that ran out of the jungle from a couple of pillars that went into the ocean, and you know he could see far enough that that it just kept going out uh-huh. of the ocean. It is, it is a very very strange world that we live in, and, and you know our history books are being rewritten, yeah. and and certainly here in Ireland, um, just this week we discovered um, more proof to, to push back um, thousands of years um, when man had actually, his influence was on the island. Um, and it's re- again, it's rewriting our history books. A lot of, uh, of very stubborn professors who refuse to, <laughs> to accept it now have to eat humble pie and, <laughs> and understand that, uh, well, yeah, some people had it right after all. I think it's very important, though, to always be exploring, especially exploring the past. So, yes, I just think a lot Absolutely. of people. Uh, well, and explore yourself, advantage. and not in that kind of way. Everybody's thinking. Oh, you sick, you sick bastard! 
what type of show is this? Yeah, right? It's like, and now Barry's never coming back. No. <laughs> but uh, in in uh, for completely selfish reasons here, Barry, I, I have to tell you this. Um, I have a, I, I consider her my sister. Um, we do not share a father or any biologic <laughs> at all. But um, she is absolutely in love with you and wanted to see if you would say hello to her. Her name is Erin. Erin? Um, yes. Um, where's, 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 which which um, part of the, of the United States is Erin from? So that I make sure I get the right one. She lives here in, uh, in Iowa, where I'm at. Iowa. So, Erin. Um, Erin. Yeah. Um, from Iowa. Um, I wish you the very, very best. And thanks. Thank you very much for supporting me in what I do and keeping up to date on what's happening. Um, a big thank you. And thanks to everyone who does. And that right there, like that sound that we may have just heard was her fainting because you did that. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, now, honestly, though, Barry, where can where can everybody um, find you? Find what you're up to, and more importantly, you know, find uh, your projects, your books, and uh, legend seekers and things of that nature. Well, folks can uh, can pop over to my website at charmstealer.com, and uh, they can also find me on uh, Facebook and Twitter. And uh, I'm I'm there and and uh, very ready to answer questions um, and uh, and take people's comments. Um, when when I can, sometimes I, I disappear up the mountains now for several days, um, hiking through the the old cave systems. But uh, um, I will always get back and answer people's emails. It's very very cool. Um, in all honesty, man, thank you so much for being here. You've been more than generous with your time. It was a great pleasure. I absolutely loved it. Awesome. Thank you so much, Barry. You're very welcome. Uh, you can. Uh Call me a bastard if you want to. You Josh. are a bastard. No, it's fine. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I realize that the people listening don't. Hear they don't know. Up to that. Yeah, yeah, they don't know what we're talking it's, about. But yeah, Jason's going to go out drinking with Barry here in just yeah, in a, a, few a few months. months. Like really, yeah, yeah, just a few months. I uh, Jason doesn't know this yet, but I'm going to uh, be coming down there as well, and I'm going to crash yeah. their little fucking party. Oh yeah, no yeah. <laughs> Do they have a tracking beacon on me? I actually, yes, I have. Um, when you were up here in Malvern Manor, uh, the last okay. time I, uh, I strategically placed a GPS sensor uh, in places that oh, we person? don't. Yeah, we don't want to talk about where, but it's it's somewhere. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah, guys, freaking uh, Barry Fitzgerald, that was outstanding. That that was yes. an awesome. awesome I think interview. that we'll have to have him back on soon because I yeah. wanted to dive into a few of those details or topics in more detail. Yeah, it's like we barely scratched the surface there, but uh, amazing. Good stuff. Good sauce. <laughs> Come on. I know you want to say it. Just say it. <laughs> I did it. I done did it. No, you didn't. I said no. good sauce. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Just, just now. I said good stuff, good sauce. Oh, yeah. Next week is our 100th episode. Motherfuckers. Our topic show next week anyways. Absolutely. We should now, probably reach out to some people that, uh, that are going to be on, don't you think? Yeah, yeah we should probably yeah, do so. that. Now, you will be hearing this recording after our news recording this week. We just ha- so happened to be recording it before this week's news. And I'm holding off on something, and you'll know about it by now. Uh, we got a phone call from a celebrity. 
And yeah. I'm going to play it on the paranormal news segment. So you will already have heard it. But Josh, at this point, I, I don't know what it. it is. Yes, exactly. I don't know what it is or who it is yet. And okay. he's been teasing me all week with the fact that somebody, a celebrity, called us. Um, but yeah. Now, is it, now, be honest, is it actually a celebrity or is it somebody impersonating a celebrity? It's a celebrity. Motherfucker. Okay. Like, you are 100% certain about this. I, I believe so, okay. yeah. Okay. You'll have to make your own judgment. You'll see. <laughs> All right, man. Cool, cool. Well, everybody, I hope you have a fabulous weekend. Everybody take care. We will talk to you very, very soon. Peace out. 